crosstalk, the unintentional transfer of signals between communication channels, a casual conversation. Hello world, this is Video Game Crosstalk, episode 020, and those are my dogs in the background causing a ruckus. This is the monthly podcast of gamers talking about tech, science, and whatever else comes to mind. I'm your host, Anthony DeRossi, and with me this week, registered dietitian, Jessica Leary. Hi. Oh, hey, Jess. <laughs> oh, oh, this is, this, I'm just bring the party everywhere I go. Sophie, hey, Relax. So, yeah. Um, no jazz hands for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> All right. So, you may notice a few things. First off, the dogs are going crazy. That's because I am once again in the recording studio of the dining room. <laughs> <laughs> we did this once before with my friend Joe when he came over because he didn't have proper recording equipment. But um, anyway, so I got my friend Jess over here, and she was awesome enough to swing by. And she covers a topic that we have not covered yet on the show, which is. Diet, Diet, nutrition stuff, kind of stuff. But first off, what you been playing? Oh, okay. So what have I been playing? Yeah, um, we're going to start with that. So I am obsessed with Final Fantasy XIV, which is an MMO. Um, unfortunately, it eats my life, but I love it. Um, I have been taking a break to play Fractured Butthole. There we go. So I am a South Park fan, so um, I did have to pick that up recently um, and, you know, play. I played Stick of Truth. Very big fan of Stick of Truth. So I'm playing this one. I don't feel it as much as Stick of Truth, but I'm still going through it. The jokes are pretty witty. It's, nice. it's pretty cool. So, nice. you know, yeah, and we're, going. We were talking before we started recording about how I'm a filthy casual console player. Mm-hmm. And I haven't played on PC since, like, the 90s. You know, ever since I... Same. Yeah. Same. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm a filthy plebe. You know. Yeah. Well, deal with it. So, <laughs> um, and we were just talking about MMOs, about how you know you've been obsessed with Final Fantasy XIV, and it looks amazing. I just can't. It's beautiful. I and it looks so gorgeous. It is so gorgeous. And I'm sure it is absolutely fantastic. But the way that you know family life is going right now, I'm not gonna flip another. What is it? Fourteen a month. Uh, yes, 14 a month. I don't want to admit that I pay more because I'm a crafter in game and I need more space for inventory. So okay. it's about 14 so a month. So we'll say 14. We'll say yeah, 14 a month. It's about okay. that. Uh, I'm on the more casual side of that. I've mentioned it several times on the show and I got a few blog posts up regarding Destiny. And we were talking earlier how I get it now. Like, oh, I, yeah. this will be my fourth year. Playing Destiny, you know that Destiny Two is out, and I've already played through the story for Curse of Osiris two and a half times. I've gotten through it on my Warlock and my Titan. I'm working on my Hunter right now, <laughs> and yeah, I get it now. Yeah, it, it's it's hard because you know new patches, new expansions, everything comes out, and you're like, oh, I need to do this, or you know, like me, like I craft, I gather. There's so many other things you can be doing besides just battle mm-hmm. that. Um, it just can 
Cons- I, I have not... Okay, so let's put it this way. Mm-hmm. You can figure out how many days and hours you've played in-game. Oh, isn't it depressing? Re- I know I won't look. <laughs> I won't look. I don't want to know because I feel like... I'll be like, oh my god, I could have learned a language. Oh, yeah. I could have gotten like a second master's for that much. Right. You, you, know? could, you could have learned a third language exactly. or something. Yeah, so... But it's it, it's it an is, ungodly amount of time. But it is so much fun. It is. And I have gained memories and met friends or, Same. O- over these. So, I mean, we can, that can be its own topic of yes. discussion. Yes. Oh, the my God. The communities are built. Um, I would love to have a roundtable with other MMO players because I've met so many friends on on the game and mm-hmm. then met them in real life. Did you? Yeah. So, I think I've met... I have not met anyone in real life, but I've made a few friends in the gaming community and had a couple of them on the podcast. Yeah. But I have not met anyone in real life just yet. But like I said, I'm learning the MMO Mm -hmm. community. I'm mostly into the single player games, which given the recent talk from, was it, EA again? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Still love our single player games. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I I love single player games. I grew up obviously playing single single player games. I started playing video <laughs> because games. Because we had no choice. Exactly. Like <laughs> I was playing. Oh, I had an Atari. I had nice. an Atari. So we're talking that that wee my, babby. My brother and I had a Commodore sixty four. Nice. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, we're, we're of that age. Yes. I, I just dated myself. Don't <laughs> tell anyone. Uh, <laughs> Too late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. So, yeah, I've been playing um, Destiny nonstop this past week because my wife has been visiting family in Wisconsin. So it's just been me and the two dogs for the past week. And I started to feel like guilty. <laughs> no pure vacation mode. It was so, and I need I need to brag about this because it is so disgusting and fattening. It was so glorious. <laughs> so I mentioned that uh, you're going to brag to the oh, dietitian. I'm, I'm going to brag to the dietitian <laughs> because that's how we do. Tell me, <laughs> tell me your sins. Come on. <laughs> Forgive me, Jessica, for I have sinned. It was on Friday when I had the day off. And I used, uh, we have Melio around here. It's similar to Grubhub and all the other food ordering apps. And I discovered last time I ordered that you can specify the time of day to, yeah. What? Yeah, so Jessica was giving me like the whole open mouth thing, like, amazing. Yeah. And it is, and it is. So you can specify the time of day you want your food to be delivered. That's crazy. So over breakfast. <laughs> I ordered Colombian for lunch and Indian for dinner, specified the times, and never put on pants for the rest of the day. I can't even be mad about that. I can't even be mad. That's so great. No, I oh my I can't tell you how many times I've done like the bachelor pad lifestyle where it's like I'm getting a pizza, my like oh, Stormblood came out for Final Fantasy, which is their new um expansion. Mm-hmm. This, this summer came out. I ordered food. I was like, everybody needs to know that for like four days, I'm not going to be available at all. <laughs> like, don't even bother. And that's all I did. Like, that's all I did was stay in my pajamas. I'm lucky if I showered. I probably shouldn't be admitting this to the whole world. But <laughs> you know, I was like, my dedication was real. And then they had a, they had a server problem and everyone got oh. stuck. In, oh, yeah. It was a huge, like, okay. big, big name story. Yeah. This, yeah. Yeah, so uh, everybody was real bummed, but still, I was like, oh, I'm just going to go and do something else in the game then. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, pizza, pizza, beer, and video games for like four days straight. 
That's all Christmas is. That's all Christmas is for me. (laughs) I have to say the best Easter I ever spent was, um, this was back when I was playing WoW. And uh, I think I spent, I ordered in Chinese food and I spent like, I think 10 straight hours playing WoW with like a bottle of vodka and some um apple cider and i was like this is this is great this is this is all i hoped it could be and more (laughs) (laughs) so what's funny about that is um i obviously i'm an avid gamer and i do talk about games at the office of other gamers there and uh one of my co-workers um of an older generation uh, would joke with me and say like oh we're gonna spend like four hours at a time playing video games I'm like oh you're adorable yeah you're uh, oh you're an amateur <laughs> you're, you're so cute you're cute <laughs> You don't know about the, like, three-day-old sweatpants routine, do you? <laughs> oh. oh, man. So, yeah, we're so we're both rocking the, the MMO-type games right now. Mm-hmm. Um, how often do you take breaks from Final Fantasy XIV? Oh, I've only taken a couple major breaks. Um, and, honestly, it was mainly school-related. Mm-hmm. I find, and the hard part is, is I find myself sometimes taking breaks because I get, like, wrapped up into another video game. So it's, like, not even that I'm, like, legitimately taking a video game break. Mm-hmm. I'm just... I'm just Taking a break from that game. If yeah. Too. So, like, recently playing um, Fractured But Whole, I've been putting a lot of time into that. And then I was putting a lot of time into Final Fantasy XV for a little while. And then it just keeps sucking me back in, though. Mm-hmm. But I think the longest I've ever gone was probably two months. I think two months was the longest I've ever gone like straight through without playing at all, without signing in or anything. To the point of all my online friends thought I was dead. They were like, where did you go? (laughs) I've hit that point with Destiny over the years. Uh, Again, because I enjoy the single player games. So Mm -hmm. when, you know, the new Dragon Age came out, well, I'm putting Destiny aside for a day. When uh, Fallout 4 came out, I'm putting Destiny aside. Okay, so we just had a little bit of some technical difficulties. Uh, <laughs> my terrible beat-out laptop decided to just not record anymore. But uh, we were talking about how you get sucked into MMOs and how you can take breaks from So I think the last words I was saying was something about Fallout 4 and yeah. how you take breaks. And for me, it works because of my busy family life, taking care of Jacob and... Um, being a present husband. Yes, good for you, by the way, on that. You know, and I always have to bring this up. Not so much anymore, but you used to hear a lot about relationships and marriages getting busted up because the husband, yes, usually the husband, is playing way too many video games and just not paying attention to life around him. And I swear, I will not let that happen. I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen. I I mean, like, just in the sense of being, like, on an MMO, like, playing for as many years as I have. Like, it's like, you know, someone someone has three kids and a wife, and they're somehow on the game actively, like, 12 hours a day. That's not good. Yeah. Something obviously is going on at home. Yeah. So, yeah, I've seen it happen. It's unfortunate, but it does happen. You know, it's addiction like anything else it can be, or an escape. 
So. Well, yeah, if you're an escaping into your addiction, I can't, that's a rabbit hole. I yeah. am not equipped to discuss. <laughs> um, we are not licensed. Yeah. Well, that's a, like kind of another reason why I do this podcast and why I bring it on people who like know about certain things. I like to consider myself an intelligent person. Mm-hmm. However, I do realize I have limits yeah. that, that are actually come up pretty quickly. Which you, <laughs> like people... I've talked with enough people and discussed enough like ideas to realize like how little I actually know about a lot of things. And when anyone like presses you about the nuances of a given topic, mm-hmm. you reach the end of your content knowledge very quickly. Yeah. So like I the like more to more you know. Yeah, so the more you know. <laughs> um, like I'll talk to someone about I've mentioned a couple times Joe Berman regarding the sustainability. Being friends with him, I've learned just a lot through just being friends with him and being interested in the uh, the field itself and the developing mm-hmm. topics. So you read the news articles and stuff. But once you start getting into the legislation of it all, the application of it all, what the returns yeah. really are, what the costs actually are, what other considerations are brought into play, you lose or you reach the end of your knowledge very quickly. Yeah. Actually, so, as a dietitian, I feel like that's part of what my job is, is to be able to, you know, take the most recent evidence-based science like go over it, digest it. Is it legit? Is it not legit? And be able to then be a mouthpiece and interpret it for the layperson. That is actually a great segue into it. So we're just going to go. Okay. Yeah, we're just go right into the uh, the dietitian. So again, registered dietitian is the official title. Yes. Label. Or it can be called registered dietitian nutritionist. So okay. One either one. It's, either one. Yeah. You go. Okay. And so. A lot of what you study and a lot of what you're doing as a dietitian nutritionist is explaining the hard science into layman's terms for people to understand. Is that a part of it? Is that like the intro? It's a part of it. Mm -hmm. So uh, the degree is really expansive um, and the credentials to get the credentials are really expansive. So pretty much what I have is a four year bachelor's of science. Um, It's a lot of biochemistry, but it's also a lot of business management. Really? Uh, Yes. We're pretty much expected to know how to run like a food service operation right away. Wow. There's a lot that goes into food service. Mm -hmm. There is a lot. And it doesn't necessarily I mean, you're going to be good at it when you come out, but mm-hmm. you're expected to know it. It's on your to board. at least understand. Yeah, because it's on your board exam. Like you have to be oh, wow. able to like even do like weird conversions and stuff for recipes and things hmm. can be on the board exam. Um, so knowing about disease states, knowing about community initiatives and projects and stuff like that. Like you really are a jack or Jill of all trades mm-hmm. in in the nutrition field, um, clinical and you know the just the industry in general. So. Um, um, and now our um, our accrediting body is requiring us to have master's degrees going forward. Okay. So you have to have a four-year degree, bachelor's in science from an accredited program. Then you have to have um, supervised practice. And um, you can't sit for your board exams without that supervised practice. And you have to um, pretty much uh, not test into it, um, but get you have to apply for it and get picked. So if okay. you don't get picked you're out of luck. Wow. That's it. Okay. Yeah. You got to keep trying. And if not, then you just don't ever get your credentials. Okay. And then moving forward, uh, you know, dietitians will need a master's degree. Um, I already have my master's degree. Um, quick question. Um, we are recording this in New York state. Is that a state requirement? 
No, that is a national. That is a national requirement. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be a national requirement. So right now, like I could have gotten grandfathered in because I graduated before a certain time, mm -hmm. but um, you know I didn't want to not have my master's. So, but going forward, um, yeah, they're going to require all all registered dietitians to have their masters. Their masters. So I mean, you're talking like between the internship is like a year. So I mean, you're talking at about like you know seven years of education. That's that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yes. We're 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 pretty smart folk. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'll so, <laughs> like to think that you know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm just a, a wee bit of an expert on some things. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, uh, the master's degree is that in anything specific, or do you have an array of different programs? Um, there are an array of different programs. You can get your master's in a bunch of different stuff. Mine is in applied nutrition, okay. so that's just a more general um, master's, but a lot of also like communications and things like that, mm. um, and community-based work. So, because I I really enjoy the communications uh, portion of. Uh, dietetics, um, I think that's an area where we're lacking, like getting the message to the people. Okay. So, um, you know, because we're we're competing against huge corporations, we're competing against all of this advertising and all this other stuff. You're competing against mommy blogs. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. We're competing against um, he who shall not be named, <coughs> Doctor Oz. Um, <laughs> things like that that people think are credible sources when they're not. They're mm -hmm. just advertisements glossed over in a different way. Mm. So, um, you know getting something that is appealing to people and and is the right information mm -hmm. is an increasingly difficult thing especially with the oversaturation of communication we have nowadays so um i wanted to go for a program that had mm -hmm. a little bit more of a focus on that and that's one of the crazy things about the internet and I, i'm already getting into the political discussion this is a <laughs> non-political podcast non-political i just don't like dr oz i'm sorry <laughs> non-political <laughs> podcast but i was going to get into uh, like the news outlets that can be found through social media outlet of choice um i've been blogging for years across various platforms mm -hmm. with different groups and let me preface that not all mommy blogs are bad. Please don't come at me, mommy blogs. Please, please. <laughs> but, but like, there's there's like a difference, and just know what your source is. So I've been blogging for years. Again, I like to think of myself as intelligent. Do not use any of my articles as a reference. No. Don't no. anything that ends. Okay, so I paid for the .com, but yeah. if you see something that ends in Blogspot or WordPress.com, that means that. That, that person has a free website, but they still need to have that domain name in their address. Yeah. So, and if that is there, basically the only thing that's required to get that content published is to click the click the publish button on your screen. Mm -hmm. There are no editors. There is no oversight. There yeah. is no verification. There is no fact checking. I can type whatever blibbity blah I want, hit publish now, and it's on the internet. So. Remember that because yeah. I've had some people get into discussions and arguments with me like well this article right here says this and I'm looking at the address and it straight up says WordPress.com at the end of it. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know how to tell you that's a crap source yeah. without being really insulting. I think that's important too is, um, you know, some of the things that I've gone over with students and stuff like when I've helped out with any research or anything is just how to be literate. 
how to okay. how to be information literate, mm-hmm. which I find that a lot of people don't know how to navigate things like that. So it's like, okay, is is this is this article legitimate? Um, is it bias? Um, is this you know actual legit science? Because mm-hmm. you might see something and it might not be significant at all. It doesn't just you know, it just doesn't, it just doesn't mean anything. So, um, you know, what are credible sources? So it's really, it's really difficult. And actually that would be something I'd be interested in doing again is doing an information literacy class for like the general public and Hmm. stuff. But yeah, I think it's important important (laughs) to navigate that stuff because a lot of people don't realize that maybe where they're getting their information from is yeah. Bunk, complete bunk. I've like, even in one unfortunate friend of mine, they had tried posting some stupid meme, and it had a statistic on it, which you know you look at it and you raise an eyebrow. Mm-hmm. And it had a cited source at the bottom of the meme, so I'm like, you know what? Let's go to that that what, that location. In that article, it actually has a caveat that states the exact opposite of what the meme stated. Yeah, I'm like, hate to break it to you, bro. It's like even if it's but, even if something has sources, that doesn't necessarily mean that the sources are good. You actually kind of have to take that extra second to go right. back to the sources and be able to yeah. tell if it's good or not. And that's not always an easy thing to no. do. You know? um, one more quick tip about uh, verifying your information. If the website keeps cycling you through other articles on the website itself and knowing never going back to an actual source document. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm currently getting loved on by some dogs. Oh, I, I imagine <laughs> Kinsey is aggressively affectionate. And she will just not... She's just backing that thing right up right now. She's like, hi. Hi. One of these days, I'll be on like a Skype podcast or something. And I'm just going to say, hold on. You need to give me a second. And you're just going to see a doggo face come up on me. They're your official mascots. They are. They are... They are lovely. Yeah. And they are very loving. Mm-hmm. I like them. They're like, we believe in good science. So. In this house, they, they're going to believe in good science in this house. We, the nerd is strong in this household. I, I appreciate that. Very much so. So, um, what can you tell me about your internship? Okay, so my internship, um, you have to get matched to an internship, so um, you have to apply to a bunch of different programs, and then it goes through, and it ranks you. It's a complicated process. It's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a pain, so I won't go into that too much, but I um, was able to get into the program. That- All right, so we are back again, uh, <laughs> and I actually went through and installed the recording software onto the other laptop. I break everything. This is why I can't have nice things. It's my fault. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, so this will be fun editing. Hopefully, hopefully we get through it without any more interruptions. Otherwise, just go, just going to be a whole bunch of play breaks in the middle of this and I, I dun, I'm dun, sorry dun, dun. I can sing songs I'll sing okay. songs we'll put some in the middle it'll okay. be fine sure 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 <laughs> alright so we left off and I had asked about the internship so let's yes okay so what the internship is, um, it's a matched program. You have to apply to a bunch of different programs, and then you get picked 
super complicated, so I'm not going to get into that too much. But the internships themselves have to cover a base amount of information. Okay. It's supervised practice, so you have to do it underneath <coughs> another registered dietitian. Um, and but like different programs can have um, different concentrations. So like one program could be focused on food service, another one could be focused on clinical, like hospital work and things okay. like that. So um, but they rotate you through the general information. So like for mine, I had to do um, work uh, at a food food service work. So I did work in, in a school district. Okay. Um, and then like long-term care facility I worked in. I worked in like a holistic doctor's office. I worked in um, a hospital, a local hospital. Like the biggest chunks were food service and clinical. So the okay. hospital and the school and then other outpatient stuff. Like um, I worked for the office of the aging. So I worked for the state for a while. Okay. Um, my particular internship was not paid, um, which is typical. Um, and it's at least 40 hours a week. So um, it's a it's a lot of work, and and so you ha by the end of it, you're expected to have a certain skill set and knowledge base, and be able to sit for your board exams. Mm -hmm. And that's the only way you can sit for your board exams is if you've had that um, that supervised practice. So yeah, mm -hmm. it's a lot of work, but it's it's it really is I think what makes the difference between just having the degree and being able to go out and and do your job really well is mm -hmm. because you know that kind of hands-on work is invaluable when internships are done right yes they're awesome yes they are so amazing um, at a previous job i had an internship but i was basically their part-time help i didn't mm -hmm. have any specific project to work on mm -hmm. they're just like we need help and is for a larger company so we just need an extra set of hands doing production work so it wasn't like I'm going to do this other sort of project. I'm not really being... I wasn't really guided in anything. Yeah, so it's not you're, of... like, learning so much as no. much just, like... Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that can... That, I can see where that but, would be super helpful. But at the same time, later on in my career at that company, I'm now full-time, been full-time for years, and we would have other interns come in, and they would do, like... I hate to diminish it and say it's an intern fest but at the end of the summer all the interns have basically poster <laughs> sessions in this one conference room and they go over the projects that they worked on and as valuable as that information is and the research that they did for the company it wasn't really what you would be doing on a day-to-day -day basis mm. in that department okay so i'm like torn in a way like, yeah what would be better i don't know yeah, I don't know. Like, I know for our internships, like, they are guided by our accredited bodies, so there are certain standards that they have to live up to. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, and, and it is, like, it's, it's hands-on, it's research, there's a whole slew of different things you have to do. So I feel like it is it is valuable. I hate using the word internship because I feel like internship has a certain connotation to it, right. whereas when I tell people, I was like... You know, and I'm not trying to diminish what doctors do, but I'm like, it's almost like a residency. Mm -hmm. Like you're learning and you're researching, and you're doing all this, but you're also like going in and legitimately taking care of patients. You're doing patient mm -hmm. care. You're doing you're doing the job of what that registered dietitian would do, just 
under supervision mm-hmm. and also having to do all these 7,000 other things. <laughs> so, um, because ain't no trial, like trial by fire. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Going into the first patient's room being like, Oh God. Oh God. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. Do I know what I'm doing? <laughs> oh man. It's fun times. <laughs> all right. So, you're all just all over the place. I thought yeah. I'd have questions as we go through. But, like, I don't even know what direction to go in at this point. We really are, like, Jackson Jills of all trades. I don't know if that's going to make it into the final cut, because I mentioned that before. Yeah. But we really did... We really do have so much knowledge under our belts. Like, we are expected to be able to do so much once we're done. So you mentioned uh, a school program. Mm-hmm. Okay, so is, and that's one of the places that you interned in? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm trying to remember, did she... Did she say that she interned at a school? Or was that just one of the places that you could be possibly placed? No, I I actually did do. I was, like, uh, the head of a food service department. I worked with the head of the food service department, who was a registered dietitian. Okay. So so what did that entail? A lot, actually, um, because there's a lot of mandates that have come down from the federal government on the school lunch program. So a lot of it was the school breakfast and lunch program. Um, and bringing the school lunch program up to speed with the mandates because, you know, less sodium, mm-hmm. um, having certain... Hi, oh, doggos. Oh, yeah, <laughs> doggos have no concept. No, no personal, no personal space. It's cool. I like it. No, okay. So, <laughs> um, uh, what was I saying? So, yeah, so... Um, You know, doing that and making sure that we were up to speed for the mandates um, uh, for the Healthy Hunger Free Kids Act. Mm -hmm. So it was actually a really amazing thing to work under a dietitian in in that capacity because there's so much that goes into the program that people don't realize. I have such a bigger respect for Mm -hmm. people who are working as, you know, food service directors in schools. Um, it's a really hard job. And yeah. it's really hard to make parents and kids happy with the little amount of resources that they get. Yeah. So, I mean, and and just, like, we were getting audited by the state, which is a normal thing. It's mm-hmm. not like, oh, this is bad. It's just they well, come yeah, in they, to make sure you're doing yeah, you're getting, what you're doing. It's audit time, basically. Yeah. So part of what I did was, you know, um, I have food service background as well, just um, experience. And so I help create, like, new standard operating procedures and stuff like that. Just to make sure that all of our staff were trained and up to date on what they can and cannot do, what they can serve the kids, what they can't serve the kids, how much. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot that goes into it. And that was... um that was like three months of the program. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, so you yeah. spent quite a. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, and it's. I mean, the I ended up having um, fourteen hundred hours of supervised mm-hmm. practice. So yeah, it's the program it's... itself is long. Okay. So. Um, are you allowed to go into any specifics? Uh yeah. I mean, okay. what what kind of specifics are you looking for? At this point, anything. Just be... <laughs> well, because I'm. Assuming that we've moved past our days of being in school of the lunch lady land. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, like, it's different. Um, you know, it's... it's. I do feel like part of the... But the mandates are changing, too. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and it's interesting to see the pushback from parents and from students on some of the mandates because it's like, you can't have soda in vending machines anymore. And really? then they were like, oh, you can't have... Um, and then they are like, well, you can have beverages that have artificial sweeteners in them then you couldn't have that anymore. So um, getting stricter and stricter and stricter and then watching how the food industry is struggling to keep up with those guidelines. Like, mm-hmm. you know, everything has to be whole wheat. 
everything has to be this only this amount of sodium. Um, there has to be this much protein in every meal. Mm-hmm. So it's really it was really interesting to see like how the creativity of the food service director would come into play, but also the struggles that they would have because the food service industry hadn't caught up to the regulations. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have these products that are like, I, by law, can't serve these to the kids. Like, I can't serve regular chicken nuggets to mm-hmm. the kids anymore because of the breading. Like, you know, it things just, like that. You just can't do this. Yeah, yeah exactly. This, this so, isn't an option. This isn't a preference. I can't yeah, do this. Yeah, exactly. So, and some of the, some of the regulations have been um, laxed a little bit, but it's, it's, it's difficult. It is difficult to sit down and it, you know what? I should preface or I should mm-hmm. back up and say, it can be easy if you don't care about what the kids, uh, if the kids like it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's going to cut into your bottom line. If your kids aren't, if the kids aren't buying food, you know, you're mm. in, you're wasting time, you're wasting money. That's profit. But um, if you do care and you want to actually, you know, sell your product, which is mm. the lunch, um, you have to be creative. You have to have some culinary you know mm. uh, foresight Be- because right now I'm just thinking um, I mean I still consider myself a new father Jacob mm-hmm. is 14 months at this point mm-hmm. he really isn't a picky eater and by the way if you go to my Twitter account and some of the uh, Instagram posts you can see how excited Jacob gets when we give him food those are my favorite videos oh my god I love them so much <laughs> yeah, the, the J- I, I think I told um, I told your wife uh, that I really want to I might have missed the boat on this but I want to see him eat pickles so badly I can't pickles. wait right. yes I mean they're super high in sodium but that the, the faces babies make when they first have that much vinegar is so magical I want to be and he's so expressive already that I want to be a part of that moment I want to be like yes <laughs> That's so weird. I'm yeah. such a weirdo. But anyway, <laughs> it's, it's fine. Moving on. Um, so, still consider myself a new father, and I see how my friends and family have dealt with a picky eater for a child. Uh, I don't know where to start trying to serve a lunch in the least bit of standardization that will appeal to however many hundred kids, depending on school district. Well, that's part of the problem, actually, is that there's nothing there. There's mandate saying that you have to give the kids this many vegetables, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and there's nothing saying that the kids have to eat them. So food waste is a huge problem oh, in the school sure. system now. Mm, okay. Um, because it's like, okay, well, you know, I gave the kid an apple because I have to, by the mandates, give them this much fruit. The kid just turns around and just and throws, throws it, in, it. That, in the garbage. Yeah. I've, that was actually one of the projects I did, um, you know, doing certain research stuff was just seeing how mm-hmm. much food waste was produced with oh, the geez. new mandates. And it was it was significant. It was a lot. I believe so. it. It's hard. I remember, and I'm like reaching way back in my memory right now, like memories are surfacing again. And I'm going to apologize for my voice and my sniffling and coughing. I think I have a cold coming on. Oh no! Just in time for the holidays! Oh no, and he got me here and he's going to get me sick. What a (laughs) jerk. No, I'm kidding. I know. (laughs) But um, I'm like reaching back in my memory and thinking how parents would give their kid money for lunch. The mm-hmm. proverbial lunch money, and they would just go and get like to the snack bar, yeah, or whatever, and get like a bag of chips and 
a nutty buddy for yeah. a bunch. Yeah, I mean, there's still, like, some ability to do that. There's still snack bars, but even the snack bars have regulations. Okay. Like, you know, like, there can only be so much sugar. There can only be, like, it has to be, like, whole wheat, like, mm. you know, graham crackers, you know, things like that. So it's trying to be more healthy, mm. but, I mean, it, it's still there. But there it's, like, it's highly regulated. Like, super, super okay. regulated. Um, but I meant that in, like, the context of... You had these options. Mm-hmm. You you purchase the standard school lunch, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. You have the protein, the vegetables, the whatever. Yeah. That, you can't, we can't force feed kids. Yeah. That's frowned upon. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's not foie gras here. <laughs> yeah. We're not, we're not force feeding children <laughs> at this point. Uh, I really hope that doesn't get a lot. But that's a whole other... It's a whole situation. other podcast. That's a, yeah. No, that's, that's not for this podcast. So I can only imagine like food waste... It's crazy. Yeah. It's hard. Um, I That's what like I said before. I give food service directors a, who are actually trying a mm-hmm. lot of credit because it is a tough and thankless job. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many times, you know, this is anecdotal evidence, but mm-hmm. there's so many times just working in, you know, in the schools and working a lot with the elementary kids where you'd have parents be like complaining about the school lunch, but then they're coming in with, you know, like goldfish crackers and just junk. And it's like, our lunch is better than what you're providing your kids. So, nutritionally at least. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what are we supposed to do at that point? You know, we can't, we cannot force them to eat anything, like you said. But, you know, it doesn't necessarily... People's, people's conception of what's healthy and what's not sometimes is mm-hmm. not necessarily correct. And it's, it's just oh, a hard... Sure. It's a hard line to toe no matter mm-hmm. what. And it's, it's always hard to tell a parent... No parent wants to hear you're not doing a good job at feeding your child. Oh, no. So, I mean... No, it's, I can't. Exactly. Yeah. So, it's like, you know, you have to have this the, uh, tact and, and a delicacy to what you're doing. But at the end of the day, no matter what, you know, school districts have to follow these mandates period Mm -hmm. or they don't get reimbursed for the food that they served by the government they don't get reimbursed for the lunches and without the money there's no food right and that's uh that's another yeah huge that's also a whole nother podcast we could go on and on and on about the school lunch program i mean literally i could do hours on that but (laughs) all right so um outside of that what other like career paths are there for dietitian nutritionist oh my goodness there's a million and that's i'll try and narrow some of it down Uh, yeah like let's let's, let's go for one that you'd be more familiar with um uh clinical clinical dietitians they're the dietitians that work in the hospital so say you have some kind of issue with either like diabetes or you know a heart condition or kidney failure or um, that's gotta be complicated yes to work with I, and in a hospital, I'm thinking of other health concerns and just besides the, the allergies, because now we're dealing with the broad, open general public, yeah. the wide array of crazy allergies, like beyond just your... And we're not even talking about like the food being served, the allergies mm-hmm. for that. We're talking about like... All right, so a guy comes in with congestive heart failure and maybe some other issues. Mm-hmm. Like, we need to be able to know, like, what 
does this person need? Do they have any comorbidities, like anything else going wrong with them? Okay, I was going to say. That's what I say. Comorbidities uh, is something that, else going wrong. That's an SAT word. What, what was that? <laughs> you know, so, and I think that's one thing that people don't realize about registered dietitians is like, so you could go to the doctor and get a whole bunch of blood work done and give it to me and I can tell you what's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I know based on that, though that lab work generally what's going on in your body so that's like a lot of times like diabetics will be like no i've been really good and i'll be like your a1c tells me otherwise (laughs) (laughs) so um so clinical dietitian is another really big um uh path for for dietitians i mean but there's like sports nutrition there's Mm. um food service like i mentioned um there's corporate dietitians who help make menus for you know major company companies and stuff like you know pretty much any major industry like uh food service like in your hospital it's probably going to be a couple major corporations cisco um things like that aramark they have a dietitian on staff Mm -hmm. doing stuff for them. So, um, you know, and then there's private practice dietitians. Um, There's a whole slew of stuff you can do. There's community dietitians. Mm -hmm. They're working at WIC and stuff like that. Um, You know, there's a lot. There's ones that work for the government. There's ones Mm -hmm. that work for the state. So um, really, you can do any of that coming out of school. Wow. Yeah. All sorts of different avenues. That's one of the, the appealing things about it is that it could be over overwhelming if you don't know what you want to do Mm -hmm. um but you that like you can change careers within your career like you can be a dietitian and be like i'm gonna work for 10 years in food service maybe then i'll work in clinical if i want to or maybe i'll go and do community stuff like you that's one of the nice things about it Mm -hmm. it's like you know as long as you're up to date and current on what's going on in that field that part of the field it's easy to just transition. So what about, you've mentioned community a few times. Mm-hmm. So tell me about that a little bit. Um, community can be a whole slew of different things. Um, so it can be, you know, um, working with the government, um, putting initiatives together. Um, it can be running programs. So things like um, like outreach programs. It can be, you know, working with WIC. It can be working with, um, working on, you know, building any initiatives, things like that. I'm having a hard time thinking of examples right off the top Real of my quick, head. Real if, quick, if you're not familiar with WIC, what is WIC? Oh, WIC is, is it's, it's a program, um, it's women, and infants, and children. So it's okay. like, you know, when you go to the grocery store and you see someone, like, using, you know, a card to buy, like, cereal or mm-hmm. milk or something, it's an assistance program. Okay. Um, is to that help... specifically for single mothers? Um, it is for um, income levels. Okay. Income levels and okay. stuff like that. So um, it is um, it is not an enti- what we would call an entitlement program um, where you have to apply for it. Like okay. you don't automatically get WIC. So um, it is meant to assist new mothers in being able to provide nutritious food for themselves and for their mm-hmm. children. Um, because feeding themselves is just as important as feeding the babies, you know. If, yes. It, especially There's, while they're pregnant. Yeah. Um, Forch- at risk, at risk pregnancy and stuff like that. Um, you know, lower income, mm-hmm. um, things like that. So, and and it and it provides it nutrition education mm-hmm. as well okay, in the office. Nice. So, um, like we're like fortunate enough to be well enough off where we wouldn't require that. Yeah. But again, it's. When you bring a child into it, and I'm probably super hypersensitive to all of this just because, again, n- new dad. <laughs> new dad, so I'm like, oh my God, children. 
Uh, the the babies. Yeah, babies. <laughs> um, a lot happens in that first year. Mm-hmm. And the the best thing you can do, hands down, is breastfeed. If that's not possible or there are complications, it happens. But that means that you know the baby now needs very specialized nutrition. Or if you are fortunate enough to be breastfeeding, you have to understand that everything that you're putting into your body is going to go into the baby's body. Yeah, I mean, it's important to breastfeed. Um, I There are breastfeeding initiatives now um, in hospitals to try and get mothers to breastfeed and to breastfeed longer. Um, there are tons of scientific studies that show that there are benefits to breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. There's cost analysis benefits to breastfeeding. But at the same token, um, you know, I personally never try and shame a mother for not breastfeeding because sometimes it's not possible. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes a, a baby doesn't take to it or they have certain issues with breastfeeding and, you know, I try and make sure that there's at least the baby is getting the proper nutrition in some way, even if it's with supplementation or mm-hmm formula feeds it's just making sure that the baby and the mother are healthy so um the yeah. mother the mother could not be producing enough milk exactly exactly That's yeah one of many things and it's sad because you do hear a lot of mothers who feel insanely guilty because they can't breastfeed and you know just making sure that you know as long as the baby and the mother are healthy um you know is there an ideal situation of yes but, you know, at the end of the day, is the baby, you know, is being fed? <laughs> Are there so many wet diapers? You know, things yeah. like that. So, you know, making sure that everyone is 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 healthy and good is is the best thing yeah. possible. As but, long yeah. as baby's healthy, as long as mommy's healthy. Mm-hmm. Screw the dad. No one cares about the dad. I was just going to make that joke. I, <laughs> no, I can, dads are important. No, dads are important. we are overlooked. <laughs> not going to get into that. But <laughs> no, no, dads are important. Are, dads are important, too. Yeah. Yes. And actually, New York State is going to be mandating uh, family leave for... I just saw Pajorian. that. I yeah. got something in the mail about it. And I was just like... Just missed it. I was like, oh, what? <laughs> That's pretty cool. So. It was funny. Um, I just had Lee Mercut on uh, the creator and designer behind Gamer Board Clothing, which totally check that out. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and he, As I'm wearing my Zelda shirt today. Yes, we have a, <laughs> a Link shirt. Yeah, um, well, it's, mm, Legend it, it's from Legend of Zelda, yes. It is the... Trying to pull my cred out. <laughs> like, my, like, I ain't got street cred. <laughs> it, it is uh, the black t-shirt. It is Link, 8-bit version, but he is created with the 8-bit environments. This might be a Loot Crate shirt. I'm not positive. I don't remember where I got this from. But yeah, this is a pretty dope shirt. I love this shirt. So I thought it was appropriate for today. Uh, And I just got completely derailed. (laughs) We were talking about family leave. Okay, yeah. So Lee Mercat, he is actually in the UK. And he started uh, Gamer Born Clothing because uh, he wanted a photo shoot with his son, but there wasn't enough gamer-inspired baby clothes. So So he has a background in graphic design. That's so he just magical. designed, yeah. And he said, "Yeah, it's something I just did on my paternity leave." And I'm like, "Oh, you're in the UK, shipped to the United <laughs> States." <laughs> he does, oh, yeah, this, yeah, exactly. Actually, this shirt is gamerborn. I like that shirt. It looks nice. I was like, I like that shirt. I was, well, might this be, is gamerborn. Might right be here. a little bit late for the holidays for that, but I'll have to check it out because uh, yeah. I'm all about that life. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So New York City, yeah, we're finally getting paternity leave. Woo-hoo. Yeah. That's a good thing.
right, so we're going to get into some tech and science news. We've got a couple articles here. First one is viewing climate change through VR. Did you get a chance to actually watch the video? I watched a couple different videos. Unfortunately, the one, one of the websites, it wasn't working properly. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't have a VR device, so I just watched it, which looks really weird when you just watch something without VR. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I did it. I watched it. Yeah, and for I whatever was... reason, my, my browser wasn't giving me the proper video on one of the things that was really annoying. Yeah. But, um, so go ahead. You got some... No, it was just I was just like... I don't know what, I mean, maybe, we, I don't know, did you watch, like, so the one I watched was, like, seven minutes long, okay. and and it was, you know, the, the Fiji village, and yes. Yes. I was just, like, it was so sad, I felt so sad, like, I was like, this is the point, like, yes, yes put a human face to things, and yes. make people feel bad. And I was going to, the perfect follow-up, because I've read some other articles about, oh, hi dogs, hi, hi, hi puppies, um, there's other projects going on as far as they did experience with being a like an innocent bystander and you witness a crime mm-hmm. and it's all in VR and they witness people's reactions to it and it was much more emotional for people yeah so by adding the VR aspect and rather than passively absorbing or yeah. passively consuming the, the video from like stationary cam- from a stationary video screen Mm-hmm. The camera angles would be moving and stuff, but it's still like a stationary viewing. Going into the VR um, perspective and having the view move with you. I can totally see that. Yeah. Like, I can totally see how it taps into a different part of our psychology. Yeah. Actually, the, yeah. I may, I'm going to lose some street cred right now. Right. I, I, on, I only very recently experienced virtual reality for the first okay. time. And I was amazed by how much, like... So one of the things I did was I was just outside and, you know, it's winter here in New York. So mm-hmm. it's gray and cold and, and, dreary and yeah. you know, it's going to be cold. It's <laughs> going to be gray and it's going to last you the rest of your life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Groundhogs, they reference right. there. Um, so and it was like sunshine and I was, it was summertime and I was like, I kind of feel like my mood is lifting. Like, what is this? This is weird. And I was like. This is amazing. I want to sit in fake sunshine every day. I was like, this is great. So I can see how it would just, at least just experiencing myself that way, I can Mm -hmm. see how it would totally change the psychology of how you perceive, you know, um, suffering or, you know, disaster or tragedy or anything like that. Just actually being, feeling like you're a part of it. Yeah. Being to empathize. mm -hmm. It's it's an empathy mechanism. So definitely. Absolutely. And I think also it helps that, um, Rather than seeing like a side by side comparison, or maybe glamour shot isn't the right word, but the professionally done photo shoot mm-hmm. or video perspective to get maximum effect. So, but we subconsciously kind of know that when we see these images or videos, that they're going for a maximum emotional yeah. effect. So, that so, to me, it kind of dulls it because. Because I'm cynical, <laughs> but you know it's it is what it is. When you go into the VR, now you're not. It's not that you're. You may not be getting the glamour shots, but you're getting the realism of it all because, yeah. like that, it's right in front of you now. Yeah, exactly. It is what it is. Like there's, we're not. These aren't glamour shots. This is what it's looking like it's, at this time. It's it's 
there's some some difference between the 2D aspect versus the 3D aspect mm-hmm. that you know allows you I th- I think personally allows you to attach so much mm-hmm. more feeling and emotion to it right. that you know our senses get tricked into thinking that this is really happening so you know and emotions are so powerful and so personal that if if you can tap into that and i mean i could see how some people might think that's unethical Mm -hmm. but if you can tap into that feeling to get someone to go oh well maybe this does matter Mm -hmm. beyond myself because it's ha- it feels like it's happening to me. Yep. How that can you get actually a real, like, matrix thing going on. What yes. is real? Yes, is exactly. that air you're breathing real? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know the ethics of it and everything. But I don't necessarily think that it's a bad thing to make no. people care about climate and, uh, change. <laughs> again, this is a non-political podcast. <laughs> non-political. I'm just um, saying climate change. change you yeah. know, it's, um, it's there. So we have two websites here. First one is actually a press release from WorldBank.org, uh, and it talks about. Fiji to use virtual reality to highlight the impact of climate change and global or two global decision makers. And we have another one here. These will both be in the show notes. VR before it's too late.org. So both of these sites and uh, another YouTube video will show you, excuse me, what's going on. With the VR, the before, that's a, like such a good name for it. VR before it's too late. Yep. That's crazy. Yeah. I just clicked that. I didn't read it like mm-hmm. that. Like I didn't realize yeah, at first. I was like, oh, initiative. wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's some heavy stuff. It is. It's a lot, <laughs> lot of stuff going on. Okay. All right. And uh, the other uh, side stick article you actually sent to me. Yes. So I'm going to let you take the lead on this. And it is Achille, I'm going to assume. It's A-K-I-L-I. Achille achieves primary efficacy endpoint in pediatric ADHD pivotal trial. That's a mouthful. That was a lot of legal speak so, right there. Pretty much what that means is just that they used video games to um, change high puppers. <laughs> To change puppers. No, no, that's not what it did at all. But using video games to just try and see if they could change um, outcomes for uh, children with ADHD. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was interesting based on what you do, like what you talk about like mm-hmm. in video games, gaming, and yep. your podcast. And also, you know, I am not an expert in ADHD, but, you know, just in biochemistry and stuff mm-hmm. like that, just seeing that kind of, of thing. So pretty much what they did is they had a tablet with a video game on it, a storytelling video game that gave rewards. It had a reward system on it. They had a control trial, which a control group, I mean, which means kids that didn't receive the same exact treatment versus the kids who did. Because double blind is important. Double blind is so (laughs) important. Double blind is your friend. So (laughs) double uh, blind is bae. (laughs) (laughs) And if you don't know what we're talking about in regards to double blind, uh, I'll put a link describing that. Probably a, yeah. a Wikipedia article will be sufficient for yeah. this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, double blind is very important in research. And so. this was a, was a double blind um, study, I believe, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Um, so, but what they did is they had algorithms in the video game that kind of like tuned the video game okay. to the, the child's needs and to their attention span. And they were able to get statistically significant results that showed that there was improvement in attention span and inhibition control. So um, that's actually pretty awesome. Cause right. not only that, okay, so 
statistically significant just means like are your results like do your results mean anything are they are they mm-hmm. like is there like a relationship just because there's a bump in a few of the test subjects is that within the normal yeah, ranges exactly. or is it this is where we get into the uh the bell curve and yes the, the bell curve deviation yep, exactly <laughs> that's the other thing that we have to do a lot of as as dietitians yeah. is learn a lot about statistics but um you know, so they were able to see some changes in the children. And so what does this mean, not just for kids with ADHD, but just for going forward, like mm-hmm. using video games as a tool to, um, you know, change outcomes. Um, one of the things I was really interested in, in my, since I did communications for my master's was, can we use video games and reward systems? Because I am a huge RPG fan. That's always been my favorite type of video game. Same here. There was a recent uh, announcement that Final Fantasy is now 30. Yes! Yes! I saw, I actually teared up a little bit when I watched the video, like the anniversary video, and I was like, because Final Fantasy is my fandom. Yes. Like, that's my game. Uh, So, through and through. (laughs) uh, Story time. Your recent, was it? Birthday? Yes. Yes. Oh, no, no. no it wasn't no, my birthday, no. but we threw a surprise birthday for my friend. Okay. And, but it was Final Fantasy XIV themed. So <laughs> no, it was pretty awesome. And I created, like, tonberries and stuff. <laughs> like, I made them for, like, yes. And from we definitely hand. had the, the health potion and mana potion for drinks. Yes. It was, a, if you were a nerd, a video game nerd, it was a pretty bad party. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was like, I did good. Look at this. This looks great. So when I saw that Final <laughs> Fantasy was 30, I'm like, wow, I've been playing this since the original I'm Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> That's the other thought yeah. I had. I was like, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, one of the things that I thought about when I was doing my master's program is like, could we use like reward systems, video game reward systems to get kids to try different foods, like fruits, mm-hmm. try different fruits and vegetables, like try different things. I'm not going to talk about it too, too much because I actually might flesh out this idea for a legit, oh, like, okay. venture at some point in time. Um, but just thinking in those terms of, like, how can we use, how can we target, you know, kids who like video games to do more things that are good for them? A few years back when I was getting, um, taking some MBA courses, a big buzzword was the gamification of things Mm -hmm. and that is like leveraging the mechanics the reward mechanics in video games into other settings be it professional or otherwise and it's if you don't know how those mechanics work thoroughly that will fail so quickly yeah yeah you really have to know your target audience like what they want what they're looking for what they expect to get so yeah it's it's very interesting the the quick rewards versus the long grind versus the is it impactful enough to go for that stretch goal yeah Yeah, there's there's a lot that goes into it and not every gamer is the same like Mm -hmm. I'm an RPG player I'm a grinder like Mm -hmm. I will grind till the cows come home whereas like I have other people in my life who are like how can you do this it's like this is so boring and I'm like but I'm gonna have this thing in like 
a week. It's going to be great. <laughs> and I feel like I do that with my life too. Like I'm like long-term reward person, you know, versus short-term reward person. So yeah, I mean, not every game there's, is the same. There's a lot that goes into trying to gamify, if that's the word that they were using a few years back. It's, a lot goes into it. I'm not opposed to it. I'm not opposed to gamifying if, things if, if it's done right. do it, bang it out. Yeah. But... Don't there's, expect it to fail repeatedly. There's actually, I didn't realize this at my gym. There's um, <clears throat> uh, was a, it's a bike. This could have been out for years, and I just never realized it. But there's a bike that's like a video game. Like you actually sit and you like pedal yep. and you chase after stuff. Yeah, and that's I'm been just out like, for years, yeah. and I'm like, oh, how did I not know about this? This is like my perfect exercise. Like it combines two things that I, one thing that I need, and one thing that I love. So mm-hmm. let's. Yes, 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 let's, let's do, do this. this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that is just being on a bike and or treadmill. It's just like when I was running a it's lot. monotonous. Oh, and my friends who run marathons, they will talk about how difficult it is running on a treadmill just because your brain just turns to mush. Yeah, it's I mean, like, um, what is it when you're driving like a, a long distance and you just start to zone out? Oh, I don't know what it's called, it's but like, it's definitely It's like road a hypnotism or something. Something like it's that. like you just kind of shut down and you just, yeah. Yeah, and if, and if you don't believe me, think about the, the next time you finally get to wherever it is you're going and try to remember the drive that you just did. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah, especially if it's a long drive, like a long straight drive. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. So, I yeah, I think it's kind of a cool thing. Like I'm, I'm all about putting video games mm -hmm. in to certain stuff. So, and the fact that they're getting results, significant results out of this. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, and if if the game is smart enough to be able to, um, you know transition itself into like different you know like using the algorithms that it use to be able to like tailor itself to be like okay well i need to i need to be focusing more on this part or this part for the patient Mm -hmm. that's crazy that's crazy that's smart technology that's awesome that's we live in a crazy beautiful wonderful age of of technology that's amazing and terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I can't remember who I was talking to, but they were talking about something with um, the internet of things. And someone was able to exploit a security loophole because they were able to harness, I don't know if it was the processing power or the access points of like the refrigerator and toaster and a bunch of other internet of things, Whoa. like appliances, because they have like no security on them. Yeah. And I remember when this was... That's really... like the Alexa. Like, I don't, yeah. don't want to talk crap about any brand, but every once in a while I have to remember that. I'm like, I'm being recorded. Yeah. Every... I'm, a, I'm, I'm cool with it, though, because I can just tell it to play me something. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, when the Internet of Things was, like, beginning to gain traction in, like, the public eye, mm-hmm. was the same time that Watch Dogs was getting released. And I'm like... There's a game that tells you everything <laughs> that is bad with this idea. <laughs> uh. I, I mean, it's 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 a weird like I'm not even gonna lie like I have this weird irrational fear of certain like AI stuff like Big Dog <laughs> and things like that. Like my oh, friend Big Dog is coming to get you. Like I I like my friend would put on this and because he's very into technology, he's a programmer, mm-hmm. and he would be like, "Look at this thing," and I'm like, "Oh no, <laughs> kill it with fire! I don't want anything to oh, do with it. It the, freaks me out for is some it, reason." Is it Boston Dynamics? Yes. Okay. Yes. So. Boston Dynamics, man. So... so, It's my personal hell. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
if you're not familiar with them, they've been putting out videos for over a decade. Mm -hmm. Big Dog has been in development and refinement for well over ten years. At pretty this pretty point. much, and and what Big Dog is is it's this it's an AI, but it's in a machine that looks like a weird mechanical dog thing. Yeah, it's a giant dog, and by giant we mean like you could ride it like a horse, but it's got this stance more canine than. Yeah, it's just I don't. It's just. But, uncomfortable for me. <laughs> but it's, it's got the movement and control to the point where even like 10 years ago, they were having videos where one of the developers would just go up and kick the thing. And it would stagger on this like sheet of ice in like the some back yeah. alley of Boston. It would slip slide and regain traction. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> well, they have the um, the one that's uh, like the upright, more human version of of whatever AI it is. Right. And there's this video of this guy with a hockey stick, like, hitting a package oh, out right, of its right. hand and, like, sliding the package away from the thing while it's trying to pick it up. And my friend goes, and this is the moment where they learn to hate us. <laughs> <laughs> this is the moment where that's this is the beginning, like, consciousness right. where it's like, humans are going to be dead. Yep. <laughs> it's terrifying. Yep. Oh, and cool, but yeah. terrifying. So, yeah, bringing it back to <laughs> Sorry, I went else. off on a tangent there. Um, so it's great that we're able to use video games in this way. And one last note before uh, we move on a little bit more is I'll try to find the TED Talk. Now, I've used TED Talks a few times on this podcast because they're amazing presentations yeah. that are able to take really high-level stuff and convey it in... And condense it. And condense it yeah. into 10, 12-minute speeches and presentations. Uh, a neuroscientist was doing some research about first-person shooters and their potential benefits. And what's great about this video, and I'll throw it in the show notes, is that she starts it off with, no, we are not saying play video games for 10 hours a day. Yeah. We're past that. Yeah. Like, that's that's obviously not good for all sorts of reasons. She referred to that as bar talk. Yeah. Like, yes, we know if you are exposed to violent imagery non-stop your your brain's going to be affected we know if you sit sedentary for extended periods of time you're going to be affected we know yeah <laughs> yeah we're, we're good here but um they did the research and there were so many i would call them unexpected benefits where vision actually increased coordination increases coordination increase mm -hmm. um the vision increase as far as vision just in general and Color differentiation. Yeah. Also tracking multiple objects at the same time. Multitasking mm -hmm. things, yeah. Right. So there, um, a bunch of different... I would love to see that because I've heard some of those, some of that study before, but I haven't seen the TED Talk. So if you could find that, I yep. would love to... I'll, I'll throw that in the show notes. Yeah, that would be awesome. But I will say that the, the one thing with the ADH thing is yeah. that it's still a primary study, so it still does need to be peer-reviewed. I feel like I have to say that. Yes. Um, you know, it's a, it's a sort of small sample size. It was a little bit under 400, but it's still pretty cool for what it is, and I'm looking forward to hearing more about it. Quick Audible interlude. For you, the listeners of the Video Game Crosstalk podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. 
All you have to do is go to audibletrial.com slash VGXTPod and sign up for your free trial and download one of over 180,000 titles, such as Dune by Frank Herbert. Do it. Do it. Um... I was totally late to the game on this book. I just recently read it, like, within the past year. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I And I've said this before to so many friends. I was in, like, geek denial for many years. About Dune? About being a geek. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah. I just can't imagine that. I can't I know, imagine it, that. It's absolutely hysterical for people who know me now. Now that I've like fully embraced it all. But um, Embrace your amazing. face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I accept it all, and it's so wonderful. Uh, dude, it's, it's got the... It's got a little sci-fi. It's got some mysticism. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's got some philosophy thrown in there. I do love some philosophy in my, my get fiction. That, get that spice. Yes. <laughs> the, if you've ever seen one of your nerd friends throw up the he who controls the pumpkin spice controls the <laughs> Yes. Yes. It's funny. Actually, one of my um, one of my favorite bands slash friends band is named Shy Halud. Oh, nice. So, everyone's like, oh, is Dune? And I'm like, well, no, they're just really big nerds. Like, really big nerds. So they decide to name their band Shy Halud. So. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, again, that is audibletrial.com slash VGXTPod for your free audiobook. Go get a book. All right. Moving on to some gaming and geekery. First up, all the Mega Man X games are coming to modern console. It... Yay? <laughs> well, okay. So I like the idea of... I still have all my old consoles. Okay. So I'm one of those people. Um, I, I will say that it doesn't hurt knowing someone who has a store that specializes in classic gaming. Um, be your friend and be like... It's like being a drug dealer to me. I'm like, oh, give me more. So, um, but quick, I... Quick, quick shout out for the local... Uh... Oh, yeah. Forgotten Freshness in Mechanicville. Frank is awesome. He will do you right. <laughs> yes. Right. I didn't know if I was allowed to do yeah, that. Yeah, we give a quick yeah. shout out. So Frank the... is the man. Frank is super great. <laughs> I, I tell everybody to go to Frank. Um, he's he's good people. And his shop is like legit nice. Like he has good product. So, so um, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, he's got good product. Product, yeah, yeah, care, care, <laughs> games, 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 yeah, the games, okay. all the games, and he does Magic the Gathering, so which is another plus right. bonus plus plus. Um, but uh, I have all my old consoles, so you know, I'm like, it's cool that it's coming because it's mm. like it's just more convenient, mm. but at the same time, oh, I'm gonna catch, I'm gonna catch it for this, no. but there the we core go. Series. I yeah. care more about that. Oh, do you? A little bit. Okay. I lo- I'm, I'm, I like the old school Mega Mans. Like if I had a choice, like I'd be, I would play that. Okay. And I know I'm gonna catch it for for saying that, but or maybe not. But I, I do. I really enjoy like the old. I still play the old stuff. So, do you? Yeah, right. yeah. Every once in a while, when I'm like, I just need to just get really Jeez. angry. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. go play There's old Mega Man. So many of the old games. Um, the. I've watched several of, like, Teens React 2, and I think Mega Man was one of them. Yeah. And they're like, was this an end boss? I'm like, nah, dude, you just started the level. Yeah. <laughs> Be perfect. It's like, it's like the Dark Souls of, like, olden days. <laughs> Except everything was Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Um, Which I love. I love Dark Souls, so that's probably why I'm probably like a uh, what was it, masochist? Yeah, I'm probably a masochist. It's like just, just yes, just frustrate the hell well, out of me. Uh, <laughs> because not only will the enemy bullets kill you, but touching the enemy will kill you mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. The environment will kill you. The enemies will kill you. The enemy shots will kill you. Everything, Everything. is death. <laughs> Everything is death. So. And oh, geez, yeah, and. In the Mega Man series, those spike balls at the end, at the bottom of certain pits, mm -hmm. instant yeah. death. That and I, I can hear the noise so that'll. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> I love those games. So, so yeah, it's like, so I love the Mega Man X games. It's a little bit more, I'll say mature. Yes. Uh, so there's additional mechanics within there. Um, I didn't even realize that they made how many of these? Eight, I think. Like, there was eight in total that went I up think to so. X eight. I think Something it went like up to that. X8. I, had, I did not play all of them, I'll no, be honest. I played maybe maybe up to three. I think I might have played the third one as well. Yeah. So definitely one and two. Yeah. Third one. And then lost track of them, but apparently there's eight. I am pretty sure I have some of them and some of them I didn't end up like really going through the whole thing. I'm pretty positive. But I just it was one of those things that like fell under my radar a little bit and you know nostalgia yeah. holds true a little bit so so this could like dip into another deeper conversation about nostalgia in games and releases and remasters I think it's it's like I'm for and against them at the same time against them because I don't care personally uh, but for them because new generations yeah. of people coming up yeah um for uh, amazing, for instance, the remaster of Shadow of Colossus is coming out. It just uh, a release date. Really? Actually, yeah, fe uh, February sixth. Oh, yeah. I never since I recently converted over to PlayStation. I never played it. Oh, so I completely. You're a recent it. convert. I am a recent convert. Oh. Yeah, I was. I might have traded in five Halo edition xboxes <laughs> recently <laughs> i think uh, i still have my old xbox no but... i did the halo 3 halo reach halo 4 halo 2 the the og xbox yeah yeah you want to know my level of dedication i only got playstation well i mean that was all i could afford mm. was like one console growing up and I only got PlayStations because that was the only thing Final Fantasy was released on. And yes. <laughs> so that was my level. I, I would have converted a few years back because I thought Final Fantasy 15 was going to be a PlayStation exclusive. Yeah. That would have been my tipping point. But I converted it earlier this year because Microsoft, the games that they were pushing for a first party were Halo. Mm -hmm. And obviously, yes, I have all those Halo editions, but that's. Um, but I played for the story. Yeah. And the story was secondary to the multiplayer with the MLG and all yeah. that. And the other exclusives just I like half of their E three presentation is EA Sports. Yeah. It's I all... don't play sports games. Exactly. So the, like a half hour worth of their presentation is meaningless. Yeah. Me, exactly. No, I you know, I feel you on I'm that. I'm not a fan of Gear of Wars. Yeah. Or Gears of War, excuse me. Exactly. Gear of Wars. Yeah. <laughs> um so I don't care about that. Yeah. Um, Scalebound got canceled. Yeah. I, I'm sure Cuphead is an amazing game and people who play it love it. I don't care. Exactly. That leaves with, with me like with nothing. Yeah, and when you have a console where it's like the majority of the genres, you don't give a crap about them. 
So got so I got a PlayStation earlier this year. Uh, first things I picked up, I played Last Guardian. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, I'm working my way through The Last of Us. Oh yeah. Yeah, yes. and that's everyone's response. Yes. <laughs> I played Infamous Second Son. Okay. So I'm just like getting all the PlayStation exclusives that I can. Yeah. And um, Shadow of Colossus is coming out, which seems to be in the same universe as uh, The Last Guardian. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. I want to. I want to play The Last Guardian. That was one of the ones that like between the feels, the, the feels at the end. Ooh, ooh there are feels at the end. You want to talk about feels, talk about, um, I always say it wrong. Everybody has gone to the rapture. Okay. Everyone has gone to the rapture. Everyone's Everyone's gone every, to the rapture. Okay. Everybody. Everybody has gone to the rapture. We know the game. That yeah, is, get ready to get gut punched. Oh, really? Like, gut punched. And okay. I had, like, my, like, not to say that dudes can't cry and stuff like that, but I had, like, my, my guy friends be like, be ready. Like oh, I <laughs> like I had a box of tissues like sitting down at the end of the game like wow. bawling like they did and I was like oh Jesus <laughs> like why am Dude, I doing this to myself but it was beautiful it was I, a beautiful game I have a, I have a game. friend who refers it to refers to it as the ugly cries it, yeah is it the ugly cries it's the ugly cries oh, okay. but it's like beautiful ugly cries okay. it, so it's it, but it's the game itself is beautiful it's a storytelling game mm-hmm. um the soundtrack is amazing okay um and that's it so yeah so good. to bring it back to the Mega Man series I love the aspect or the concept of remasters for people who never got to play them. Yes. And again, we're old. So... <laughs> so we, Shh, Don't tell anyone. Jesus. So I've already played what I care about. I don't have much time to go back and play certain old games. I will make the exceptions, again, for Last of Us and Shadow of Colossus because I never got to play those. Yeah. And they are remastered. They're to not the... even that old. Like, Last of Us not... is not that old, though. No. We're, like, Last yeah. of Us, no. Yeah. Uh, Colossus, Shadow of Colossus came out PS2? Yeah. yeah. So, I okay. mean, like, there's... it's We should probably define what old means. Right. <laughs> Mega Man X... Is old. Is old. Yes. Um. So... So, it's... I, I, I personally don't, don't care. care. Yeah, but if you, if you're into this, this is gonna be freaking awesome. Yeah, I mean, and just the opportunity to be able to to get into it if you want and, to is pretty cool. And even though I've just got done bashing it, saying how I don't care, I'm still debating whether or not I want to pick this up because yeah. they're amazing games. They are good games. They're straight up amazing games. There's a reason why so many of them were made. Yeah. And speaking of the core series, Mega Man Eleven, which looks like Straight up a Mega Man game. Yeah. Is also coming out. Yeah. I'm actually excited about that. I actually want to, like... I, I, I'm terrible. I'm so excited about it, but my list just keeps growing <laughs> of games I need to play. Like, like we're sitting across the table, and it's like, pick out some games that you wanted to play in yeah, well, 2007. Mine's like a, like a whole page. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay, so moving on. A uh, whole bunch of trailers came out and I had originally when I first was starting to write up this uh, the show notes I only had Jurassic World on here I'm so glad you put the only thing that matters on there which is the Avengers trailer (laughs) (laughs) so we have Jurassic World Ready Player One and yes the Avengers Infinity War um It is a beautiful time to be a geek these oh days. Oh my god. I yeah, I'm super excited. Like what? I am a Marvel girl. Like okay. and I don't mean that like 
you know, I'm not trying to be like, oh, I read comics, but like, no, legitimately, like I, I've, I read comics like most of my adult life, and you know, I always, aside from like indie stuff, like I've always preferred Marvel to DC. Okay. So if we're going big name, mm-hmm. um, you know, most of the stuff I would read is some indie stuff, but like Marvel versus DC, I was always a Marvel always person. Marvel. So okay. this is like, this is like glorious. this is like my, this is like my. And, top line yeah. like yes and what's crazy so I guess we'll talk about uh, Avengers for a bit we can talk about Jurassic World <laughs> but like what's amazing about the Avengers <laughs> is this is like 10 years in the making um How, when, no. when did the, fir- when did the, the first, first Iron Man come out at least let's see at least it was definitely earlier than 2009 because um, I'm trying to remember who I saw it with in the movie theaters. It's at least a decade in the making. Yeah. At least. So at I'm least. Ten years in the making. They've been having movies coming out. And I mean, like, for me, like, I I mean, obviously I can't go into the franchise because of, you know, get it together, Fox. No, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, even, like, um, the, the X-Men movies. So, like, that, you know, that Marvel part of the universe, too. Or, mm-hmm. You know, so I've been, I've been about that life for a long time. Nice. I was really, like... Jean Grey is my mm-hmm. home girl, so I was like, when when Marvel movies started to come out, I was like, yes, Yay! Dark Phoenix, yes, oh, so yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I mean, for me at least, like I know you know they can't combine it yet, but yet, but uh, all that stuff like coming through like has been over a decade in the making. Okay, so Iron Man looks like a 2008 film. Okay, so just about. So by the time it comes out, yes, it'll be 10 years in the making. Jeez. And they've already said that they have like another 20-something films in the making. Wow, really? Yeah. I knew. Because they're going to, I guess, Infinity War is going to wrap up several storylines, but they've already started with Doctor Strange, Mm Spider-Man, and Black Panther. Black Panther, yeah. So I guess that's going to start another major arc. Hmm. Yeah, because there are, there are some people who only are contracted for like another like two movies or so. So we'll see. Yeah, how but that they plays I I've read that there's going to be more Marvel coming out, and it's going to be like they started the like the it's Doctor Strange empire. Trilogy. It's an empire, a movie empire. It's like, amazing. Yeah. So and I'm just so happy, and I guess it started for me with uh, the Christian Bale Batman trilogy okay that they stopped being so damn campy yes when what well, i think when they realized there was a real market for good comic book movies mm-hmm. then that was a game changer it was a complete like they're yeah. like oh wait so because it was like you know this tiny little market of nerds but then somehow managing to expand it so that the general populace wanted mm-hmm. to get in on it like i feel like geek culture is cool now oh it's um, beyond cool now. yeah it's... so it's like it, it and i think part of that it was like reaching out through the movies to kind of like i think it was maybe the the toby mcguire spider-man movies yeah i could see that i could see that like getting like to like the start of the turning point and i think it might have come from my observation perspective, I think it probably started with the Spider-Man movies and then came like full swing with the Christian Bale Batman. Yeah, definitely like the darker, like more adult oriented uh, yeah. uh, comic movies, I think made a big, big difference. Like once they realized that Deadpool would fly as a rated R movie, yeah, like, right? like that was, I was like, thank God. <laughs> that must have been just the, like, all right, 
Let's let's see what it sounds crazy. <laughs> sounds crazy. I know it's a comic book movie. I know, but let's just let's, let's just hear see me what out. happens. Hear me let's out just see what because that also to me gives um, <clears throat> gives studios more of an ability to look at things that they might not have other uh, touched mm-hmm. otherwise. Like um, like now, I mean, even on TV, like there's Preacher now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I actually things... just picked up the first volume of. Oh that. really? Yeah. God, it's so good. It is so good. You're going to be so excited. Okay. But, like, other things that, you know, we're like, oh, this is going to be HBO only. Maybe we'll see some of that stuff eventually in the theaters instead. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I, I'm a fan of a lot of that kind of, like, mm-hmm. stuff that's, like, how are you going to do that without, like, it mm-hmm. being real, real rated R? Well, well um, I mentioned Netflix every episode, apparently, with all their mail. <laughs> oh, seriously, like, I've, tr- I've tried pulling polls. Like, I need to, like, name a Netflix segment on this show. So you just get a, some kind of affiliate thing. Yeah. Right? Like, hey, Netflix. Hey, Netflix. Um, By the way. So I recently, within the past month or two, finished the Punisher season. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's... It, well, it's the Punisher. So yeah. yeah, exactly. Like my biggest thing, um, I think my favorite one so far was uh, Luke Cage. That was okay. one, that was one of my favorite ones. I really enjoyed that one. So yeah, Luke Cage. That was. I'm like, yes, more. Give me, give me more. <laughs> he's get, he's getting more, isn't he? Yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah, yeah. Um, side note that we'll talk about some of these other trailers. Uh, I did see that. Punisher was greenlighted for a second season, and in the teaser, it actually had Netflix, the Netflix logo in the teaser. Huh. Interesting. Which is very interesting given the how Disney's scooping up everyone and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I heard that there was going to be any new Marvel series on Netflix, but this There trip, was not? There was not. Really? No new ones. Hmm. So that's where, like, how is this all going to be playing out? Interesting. Right, because they well, Disney now owns Marvel. Yeah, exactly. And they're gonna be creating their own streaming service because people will pay. Yeah. And I mean Disney's owned Marvel for a while though, so I mean But since they're gonna yeah. be making their own streaming service. Yeah. Um but it did have the Netflix logo on the teaser. Hmm. So Maybe well, some kind of weird collab. I don't even know how that would work. The only thing I can think of right now, and we are not industry experts, is no. that um maybe because it's an existing property on Netflix. It will continue there. Maybe. That's the only thing I can think of. Don't ruin this, Disney. Please. <laughs> Don't ruin it. <laughs> uh, so Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, that looks amazing. And I would just like to say that Jurassic World is the Jurassic 2 that we all deserved. <laughs> and what's beautiful is when Jurassic World came out, they made so many... Easter eggs and references and little things hidden here and there that all related to Jurassic Park. Yeah. Not Jurassic Park 2. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Period. Full stop. (laughs) I'm like, wow, they're like not even acknowledging 2 and 3. Like They're like the bastard children. We don't even need to talk about that. They're in the basement. So it's <laughs> they're under the stairs. <laughs> so I just think it's amazing. They're like, wow, they're not they're not even pretending. They're just completely not even acknowledging Good. two and three. And yeah. they're just we're continuing after one. <laughs> is is it sad that um part of me is like like I'm like, oh Jur- Jurassic World, like cool. Jeff Goldblum though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you I see, love him. Did you see him in Thor Ragnarok? 
I'm going to lose street cred. Um, Uh-oh. More street cred is being lost. I know. Okay. I actually am probably going to, if it's still in theaters, I'm going to see Thor this weekend. Okay. He has had something come up he that weekend. He is the most Jeff Bloom Jeff Bloom has ever been. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I'm all about it. I'm all about it. That's the best way I can describe that's like, him. That's like, you know what? I feel like it, that's perfect because I love him in like every Portlandia skit he does because I feel like it's his most genuine self and I'm just like just, give it to me he's I love just it. weird he's a weird dude like I don't know if I'd want to hang out with him in a room by myself <laughs> but you know from a distance across maybe, the screen maybe cool. in a group setting yeah so it's not one I f- on one he, I feel but like, I want to see what happens I just feel like I would be that person and I'd be like this is so awkward like I can't even handle the awkward I gotta go <laughs> But I love it. I right. love it. It's okay. And the last one is Ready Player One. I had not heard about this movie. Okay. Before this. And oh, wow. I don't know how I missed out on this. I don't know how I slept on this one. I you need thought to it was just awesome. leave. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the dogs um, are like, wait, where, where are you going? Where are you going? <laughs> um, yeah, speaking of the dogs, they're finally both laying down now. Jeez. But they were like, wait, where's that lady? Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so Ready Player One. I want to see this. This, this looks great. Visually, I, I think it's, I think like the trope is a little played, but it's, it still looks really okay. cool. So this, this is a book. Okay. 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 So it started, it, it is a book and it is also available on audible.com and it was one of the featured books in one of the previous shows. Which, if you go to audibletrial.com slash VGXTpod, you can <laughs> download your free version of that Plug, book. plug, plug. Plug, plug, plug. <laughs> um, Plugging some stuff into some outlets, guys. <laughs> uh, it is everything. Like, if, if, if you are sleeping on this as well, you have not seen any of the trailers, um, it is everything. And that's, like, the best way to describe it. I am... I'm really hyped on it, honestly. There like, are... after watching the trailer, I was like, what? Like, I, that's how I was like, how did I not know that this was a thing? How did I not know that mm-hmm. that was coming out? Okay. To be fair, I have been in, like, master's degree coma for part of the year. Right. So, <laughs> to be fair, to so, give me a little bit of okay, credit. So, addicted to the Final Fantasy fourteen MMO. Master's degree Ad- action going addicted? on. Addicted? I don't know. No, I'm kidding. I'm totally addicted. Yeah, I'm totally addicted. <laughs> and your boyfriend works weird yeah, hours. We got weird. We got weird lives. Yeah, we're the there is nothing normal about the the, the working time frame. No. So all over the place. But <laughs> this this movie is basically a it's a dystopian future. People spend more time in a virtual world than the regular world. And apparently he gets recruited to save the world. Or yeah. Get, or get control of, of the, the online, yeah, universe. Like and it has every video, even some modern video game Easter eggs are found in the trailer. Oh, yeah. I saw um, there was Overwatch. I'm pretty sure I saw, yep. I, I saw a Battletoad. Um, I'm, I'm almost positive I saw a Battletoad. I actually was like yeah. clicking and stopping like, and clicking wait. and stopping. Like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, and oh, uh, zits, rash, and pimple. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's definitely like there's a whole bunch of like homages to like different yeah. things in there. It is just a non-stop homage to every Street Fighter. Street there was Street. I saw. I saw Street Fighter. At least oh, like, one DeLorean. At least. Oh yeah. At least one DeLorean. Chucky. I saw Chucky oh, in there. You? Yeah. Chucky was definitely in there, like stabbing someone. Because um, that's what Chucky does. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> there was a. There was a lot of like it's, Easter eggs to a lot of stuff. There are 
shots where it's like every video game cartoon car is in this massive chase scene. Yeah. Like, I actually, I was trying to figure out in the background if there was some Star Wars stuff, and I was like, There's, I don't know. The only reason why like there some, wouldn't be I know, is because yeah. of licensing. Exactly. Like, if something is but I'm not like, this, this is very movie. Battlefront-esque. <laughs> I was like, hmm. Yeah. So, like, if there is something that is missing in this, it's because they couldn't get licensing. Exactly. That is the only reason. They yeah. are, they are reaching deep cuts. These are deep cuts yes. into certain gaming cultures. Like, yes. Video games that will frustrate you. Battletoads. Yes. <laughs> if you want to... What was it? Um, some people didn't realize that there's beyond a level two. Which <laughs> <I> thought... <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> you should know there's more than two levels to Battletoads. That's how I felt about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on on uh, the regular mm-hmm. Nintendo. I was like, oh, I can't get past the sewers. Damn it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No. This game. This uh, movie looks really good. Um, it's. Um, do you watch anime at all? Some. So you know, I got a weird like um, Sword Art Online okay. vibe from some of it, and I was like, hmm. But okay. it does. It still looks pretty good. I'm but, like, just like, you know, I was like, I'm into it. I'm some still, still yeah. check it out. So absolutely. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. So last bit of gaming and geekery. Everyone does their best of. The year. Now that we're in December, it's like, best of 2017. I'm glad I get to be a part of, you know, any kind of listing thing. But um, you've had crazy master's degree stuff going on. Yes. I have a tiny human running around the house. (laughs) (laughs) Although he's not running yet, he's able to, like, prop himself by the... uh, coffee table mm-hmm. and kind of like one hand on it and kind of shoot the wobbles yeah scooting around it he get he's got another like pusher truck thing that he can uh walk around at, like a champ on mm-hmm. he can't turn so he just goes in a straight line <laughs> he's just like, like a little drunk human it's right. a little drunk human that's oh, what babies are like babies are really a little drunk human. <laughs> so um i haven't played as many as i wanted so rather than doing a top of 2017 uh these are a few games that came out in 2017 that i haven't played yet i think this is a brilliant list but i cannot take credit for i did get this from another twitter feed so i am not kidding (laughs) i am not original but i like the idea and i'm totally doing it (laughs) i am not original but this is cool but this is cool So, we'll just go back and forth a couple of times. First one on my list is Assassin's Creed Origins. Because I've played every major Assassin's Creed game except for Rogue. Don't hate me. I'm not an Assassin's Creed person. Hey. It's okay. I mean, I've played it a little bit, but it was never, like, my thing that was like, yeah, I need that. I've loved everything about Assassin's Creed, but as the series progressed, it became less about the stealth, and they had too many... And this is like... so many additional podcasts or like roundtable discussions can be spawned from this. When you have too many story arcs going at the same time, it just becomes yeah a cluster. Yeah, and I feel that's what's happening with Assassin's Creed. Yeah, so I've skipped AC Origins, but everything that's come out it's this, on the list uh, has been absolutely amazing. Yeah, so. I okay, so it's it's so hard. I have a, a few. I've, I've got a yeah, I've got a bunch. So, uh, fractured behold was one of the ones that had fallen under my radar, and then I'm actually in. I'm playing right now, okay. so I feel like that kind of kind of sort of not really counts. Doesn't count. Okay, so we're getting. To it, so <clears> yeah, we're getting that? to it. Um, I noticed that we had uh, a similar game on. Well, the that list. was mine. So pick a different one. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Um, one of the things I was hyped the most from E3 
was Evil Within 2. That trailer yes. mm -hmm. looks insane. I love horror video games. Okay. I love, like, Silent Hill is, I'm all about that. Like, okay. I love that. Like, when, when, when PT came out, and then oh, set, and then it didn't have. I was like legitimately <laughs> like it was like I had like a boyfriend break up with me. I was like, oh, I know <laughs> we could have had so many good times. <laughs> it was I was I was legitimately sad. So um, Evil Within, I I saw that trailer and I just got goosebumps. I was like, yes, I have to play this game. So that's on the very top of the list, the list as like next to play. All so. Right. All right, so the next one is the one that we both have on our list, and that is, uh, for me, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. Oh, my God, it looks beautiful. The there is a trailer with just, like, feedback from the community overlaid on top of pictures that the community took with their photo mode, mm -hmm. and every everything's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they got to handpick from I don't know how many. Yeah. So they got some really nice shots, but even still, they're beautiful shots looks so good like that was another one that i was blown away by just like visually just gorgeous and the story itself is supposed to be phenomenal yeah as well so it's just like inside and out top to bottom all the way through this is just a gorgeous beautifully well-crafted game and it's and it's got a little bit of the horror it's got the horror leaning it does it have a little well. bit of the horror leaning yeah um and i've heard it it, it delves into a lot of um mental health issues really it's supposed to deal with like what it's like to live with certain issues i oh. don't know enough about it yeah I, um either about the game or what mental health issues is supposed to be addressing but there's a lot of like whispers that happen oh wow so that makes me want to play it more yeah so like you see visions and you hear whispers like definitely play with the headset. Get, i was about to say get, get, get your gold headset. headsets out yeah. <laughs> get the headsets out and just like the stress of I assume the main character is Senua. Um, like, what's going on? I don't know. Oh, that 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 makes me excited and worried because when I get stressed out at video games, like, uh, what is it? Disturbed, the one with the camera, um, where you all you all you have is the camera. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. I'm pretty yeah. sure. I, th I think it's Disturbed. I can't no, remember the name of it. I can see it. It's like it's green. Not gonna, it's not Evil Within. No, it's got a green about. thing. Literally, okay, so I played that real quick off tangent. I was playing that game and it scared me so bad that I went and like leapt across part of the couch and threw my controller into the Christmas tree. Like legitimately. <laughs> I was like, all right, maybe this is not the game for me. Okay. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, if it's, if it's, like anxiety inducing enough to like have me like maybe it doesn't jump scare at all but like i'm i'm i am the target audience for reaction videos for that for people to be like that girl man i don't know what she's doing so <laughs> but i'm still excited i'm very excited to uh outlast outlast there that's it, is. it. i'm By like the power of google disturbed it's <laughs> like, bad like what am no, i <laughs> it's not disturbed <laughs> Like the bodies in the <laughs> No, I don't know. Oh my goodness. And that was drowning pool. Oh my Jesus, what is wrong with me? Oh I'm 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 losing all okay. my scene points now. So, <laughs> Alright, so what else you, uh one more from your list. Okay, so let's see. I'm actually really excited about Little Nightmares. Have you heard of that no. game? So Little Nightmares looks really, really interesting and beautiful. <clears throat> it gives me the puzzle solving vibe of like limbo. 
Um, and it's like a horror puzzle solving game okay. from what I've gathered from it. Because, um, you know, the it's it it's is it a side crawler? Is it? It might be. Um, but it's it's really cool looking, and um, it's not even like claymation. I am I don't know how to describe it, but <laughs> it's very. It, it's I love puzzle games too. Okay. So um like the the mix of like horror and puzzle, I'm like, ooh, this looks nice. Like mm-hmm. it it's it looks very interesting and you're like um if I remember correctly, you're a little girl trying to find something. I don't remember what, because it was a while ago that I saw the trailer. But I remember just being struck enough to be like, that's going on the list. Yeah, Absolutely. Sure. That's like I bought I bought it. And then just was like it's sitting there oh, waiting geez. to be played, okay. kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that as well, like nice. getting to that. And that might be one of those games where it's like, I think as an RPG player, you're like, man, every game is gonna be like 200 hours long. Oh, <laughs> and then you get something like you get something like um, you know like <clears throat> fractured behold or something where it's like, yeah, you could spend that much time, but you don't have to. Like you're like, oh, I only spent 20 hours. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, only. Yeah, exactly. So I it's think, like it's yeah. like it's it's think, it's like a palate cleanser to yeah, me. Yeah, right. And I think Hellblade is only supposed to be like eight or nine. Yeah, that's so, a short game to me. Like right, that's an incredibly short. Game. Yeah, I'm like so I'm um, like, oh, that's a nice little refresher, a little break. That's fine. Yeah, right? You know, it's like I have a warped sense of time for well, video games. When you, when you play fantasy games, like I played. Okay, so I refer to it as Final Fantasy three. Yes, I know it's six in the entire series. <laughs> I'm old and I'm American, alright? It's three. So <laughs> like I played through that game several times. Yeah. Um I've played all the Elder Scrolls games and Fallout mm-hmm. games where you can and I've played through them multiple times as well. Yeah. It's several hundred hours is that's yeah. I did not play The Witcher 3 because I just got done with Dragon Age Inquisition. Oh, Jesus. I'm like, I can't do it. Yeah. I need to go back. And I'll go back to Destiny. Destiny's my palate cleanser. Yeah. I'm just going to shoot aliens in the head and, you know, have fun and run 20-minute missions and it'll be great. So that's kind of like, I think we're both kind of like at that same level where sometimes I just want something shorter. Yeah. Not everything needs to be 200 hours. Yeah. Like I I definitely in the in the amount of time I've played RPGs like oh god, I could have I I could have conquered the world but <laughs> <laughs> Like it's just it's 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 sick like I um I was playing Final Fantasy 14 cuz I've been playing Almost since their relaunch. I I started playing like a little while after their relaunch. A Realm Reborn came out. And um, uh, my friend was like, you're a huge Ghibli fan. I bet you'd love Nino no Kuni. Or or Nino Kuni. Um, And I was like, oh, probably. And I started playing it. And it's amazing. And it's cute. And it's wonderful. And I'm like... I can't have I can't, I can't yeah. have two RPGs in my life. I was like, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Like I like physically do not have the time. And I was still in school then too, so I was like, just just no, 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 that's not gonna happen. Right. That's the that's on like the long term list. <laughs> those those games are on the long term list of just being like, I mean, for heaven's sake, I haven't finished Final Fantasy fifteen yet. That okay. that says something. That says something. I'm like I'm like a good way through it, but like I just yeah. I finished Final Fantasy 15. Loved it. Um, but it's on my Xbox. I don't know how to not be a completionist. 
That's yeah, right? that's the hard thing for me mm-hmm. too. So any RPG that I play, I'm one of those people that's like, find every optional boss, kill it. Find every like ultimate weapon, own Fine, it. Fine, I found the 200 eggs, okay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm terrible like that. And so it's it's learning now to just step back and be like, you can enjoy the story and not have to get every single thing and it's a hard process <laughs> it's first world problems but yeah. it's a hard process i mean that's it's just that's the way that's the way i like to play my game so i'm trying to get over that so little nightmares little, little nightmares i would recommend little nightmares um go watch the trailer it's really cool looking if you like puzzle games if you like things like limbo um it's definitely be okay. up your alley for sure so So we're going to move into the final section of this. Uh, but first final we, Jeopardy? Fi- uh, kind of, sort of. So, <laughs> uh, we do have some questions from the internet. So the first two come from Twitter. And first one is from Judge Greg at Judge Greg is Law. <laughs> Suggestions for sugar-free, sweetener-free beverages. And my knee-jerk reaction was water. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I'd be like, "Water? Is this a trick question? I don't know." Um, sugar-free, sweetener-free beverages. Honestly, what I think of is like tea. I think of like mm-hmm. you know basic tea and stuff. But I mean, it depends on if you want caffeine or yeah. not. I mean, there's non-caffeinated teas, but and I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah, we water. Do have, we do have a follow-up uh, response to that actually from Winter Wonderwes from Wonderwes Gaming. Uh, she also says water and LaCroix. Uh, oh, she, seltzer, yeah. Yeah, and she follows it up with, but seriously, combining a jug of water with fruit, such as strawberries, lime slices, or mint leaves, cucumber slices, etc., is a great way to mix up your hydration. I like it better than sparkling water. I agree with that, but it depends on what that person was actually looking for initially because while sugar in fruit is not bad for you, mm. it is still sugar. So um, if they're really like being like, real like, no, I can't have it. I don't mm. know why, but you know, that would still be. Well, it's, it's one of those things where, um, well, it's fruit. Fruit is healthy for me. Yeah, exactly. There, the reason why fruit is delicious is because it has sugar. Yes. And, and Good source of sugar, bad source of sugar. It it is still sugar. Put the berries in your fruit and then eat the berries after you've drank the water. How about that? That's delicious. Okay. <laughs> Get your fiber. Everything's great. You'll okay. be fine. Everybody needs fiber. Uh, second question from Osbones eighty three at CS Osborne eighty three. What is the most common dietary misconception that you have heard? Oh Lord. Oh, there's so many. Probably <laughs> probably that carbs are bad. Um, carbs, there is a weird connotation in our, our world right now that, like, all carbs are bad. Certain carbs are bad. I mean, refined stuff is not great for us. But, you know, it all is in a context. Like, mm-hmm. everything has a context. No one person is identical to another person. That's so very important to keep that is the most important thing. So, you know, are there people who can't have certain things? Yes. But overall, that's probably the biggest misconception I hear is that just, like, carbs are inherently evil. And it's like, <laughs> carbs is a very, very broad term that means a ton of different things. So talk to your dietitian. <laughs> if you got questions about carbs for you... Find a find a dietitian. 
talk to your dietitian. They can help you out with that kind of stuff because it's not necessarily true. And we don't need to just be hating on carbs for no reason. What did carb ever do to you? That's all I'm saying. Fill no. my belly. Carbs <laughs> are delicious. <laughs> I mean, so yeah, that's probably the biggest one is just that, you know, this, this, car- this just belief that carbs are inherently bad and that's not necessarily the case for everyone okay and over on facebook aaron sturdevant a buddy of mine who helps out at the uh, the cons uh he's got his own thing uh horror with sir sturdy so go check that out on facebook and uh hashtag ask vgxt are protein shakes good for a meal replacement oh um I I don't think that, um, I mean, meal replacements can have their place, but nothing is better than real food. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, yeah. nothing is better than real food. Um, and when I say real food, like, you know, if you're looking for protein, whether it be a vegetarian source of protein mm-hmm. um, or meat-based source of protein, egg-based source of protein, um, depending on what your lifestyle is, what your needs are, um, real food is best. That being said, also, depending on the protein shake, there's not regulation as to what, like, supplements aren't regulated by the FDA. Mm. So, depending on what that is, that might not have what you think it has in it, some of it. So, you kind of have to be careful with what you're getting and where you're getting it from. So, I would just say, um, he was saying, the question was, is it good for a meal replacement? Yeah. I mean, if you're in a real bind you know, it might not be the worst thing in the world. I just really wouldn't suggest it as like a long-term solution for anything. Yeah. Like, you I know, never, like you there's know. shakes and stuff like, um, like there's meal, there's meal replacement shakes that are meant to be meal replacements, like ensure and stuff like okay. that, you know, and those, you know, are oh. used for certain populations and they're appropriate for them. They're also very calorically dense. That means they have a lot of calories in mm-hmm. them for a small amount of food. They're meant to be that way because they are meant to supplement for people who are sick or have some other, you know, other issue going, going on. on. Those are not necessarily bad. They're also not necessarily a long-term for solution for someone who doesn't need it. So, you know, yeah. these are the I type never... of things that need to just be, you know, fleshed out with with the with the individual. Yeah. I never got into the protein shakes. <laughs> I just kind of adjusted my diet when I was working out hard. Mm-hmm. But I do know that people who are into the protein shakes, there's all sorts of options available oh yeah oh and... yeah there, you, we could do a whole podcast on that honestly because you know branched chain amino acids mm. and oh, you know boy. like all kinds of things like that like you know where are the proteins actually coming from yeah bioavailability all kinds of stuff like that so it's yeah so bioavailability do... oh is that an sat That's word, an SAT word. <laughs> <laughs> so bioavailability back it up so bioavailability is pretty much how well does your body utilize what you're putting in it. Okay. So, you know, is it is it able to absorb, you know, as much as it's, it's you know, how much are you getting out of it? Okay. So, um, so just like, because you're consuming something doesn't mean that your body's necessarily utilizing it. All. it. Yeah, okay. utilizing it as uh, properly, you know, um, things like so, that. So, so that would, would that come into the whole balanced diet? Yeah, thing. yeah, that absolutely, that, absolutely, uh, yeah. Like, I mean, some things are utilized by the body better than other things. So, um, you know, like certain types of vitamins are utilized better than other types. Like, you'll see, like, some things that are like, you'll be like, oh, this one vitamin D 
is super cheap at the store. Cool. I'm going to get that one where that one's not utilized as well as the other type of vitamin D. So like, you know, there's things like that, different forms of calcium, things like that, that your body is, uses differently or better. So okay. And would just... dehydration prevent a lot of proper absorption? Um, dehydration can have a whole myriad of things okay. in the body. Stay hydrated, people. <laughs> it's just bottom line, stay hydrated. Everything is happier when you're hydrated, <laughs> unless you have a medical condition where you can't do that. Then, but, but you well, would probably yeah, know about that. Because there's exceptions with everything. Yes, exactly. Well, <laughs> there's like an overarching trend or general rule, like... So it should be understood that there's exceptions to there those. is there's absolutely like nutrition and food are in insanely personal insanely personal their individual basis like you know certain recommendations you know that are made by government agencies and things like that that are like an overarching general um, recommendation are for the general populace right. you know anything the- that's like fad and stuff like that like. If if those things actually worked, we would all be super fit. We'd all be super happy, and we'd all like you know have these fantasy lives that are fantastic. And there would also not be a billion dollar industry around food fads. So, so <laughs> this is why we have experts to tell you to try and to try and to try and steer you in the right way of what's right for you, because okay. that might not be right for the next person. All right, and as you might have noticed, I took my note sheet and brought it closer to me. I see this. I'm getting a little nervous. I was like, what super secret, super serial secrets do you have? So time for the final five questions. Oh, dun, dun, dun. These are the final five questions to wrap up the podcast. Okay. They range from irrelevant to irreverent. The first two are always the same. The last three have a theme. Okay. So here we go. All right. First question, coffee or tea? Oh, like, I am like the Wu-Tang of coffee. Coffee rules everything around me. Like, cream, get that caffeine. <laughs> I like tea. Wow. Don't get me wrong, but no, coffee I'm a coffee rules woman. everything around me. Yes. Tea yes. Or cream. Yes. <laughs> Grab the sugar and stir it up in the cup. No. Yes. Wow, I, I'm, I'm a... embarrassed I just made that up. <laughs> so definitely coffee. Coffee, yeah. Okay. 100%. Now, again, the first two questions are always the same. And I've realized that we are personal friends and we've been over to each other's houses. However, first two questions are always the same. We know you play video games. Do you play any tabletop games? Yes. Yes. And I know that you're saying this because there's a whole bookshelf of tabletop games in my living room. And we're not talking about like the bookshelf that comes up like three or four feet. We're talking... The one that goes to the ceiling. The the ceiling. And it happens to have like Nintendo figurines on the top of it. You know, whatever. It's cool. It's fine. Um, Yes, I do. I play, um, you know, tabletop games and, um, you know, card-based games like Magic the Gathering. Um, one of my favorite tabletop games is actually, which a lot of people don't know exists, two-player Settlers of Catan. I have seen this. I have the original. Ooh. ooh. Like, I had a friend who was German, and he was like, they finally made this in English? You would love this. Let's play this. And I was like, all right, cool. It's actually, you should come over and play it sometime. It's really cool. Okay. And I have the expansion sets for it. So oh, it's because, pretty... of course. It's, it's <laughs> because it's Settler, so it has like 800 expansions to it. Well, luckily, the expansions all came like in, it's like five expansions. In oh, like so you got box. like the, the super box. Yeah. It's like, but this was like forever ago. So they were the only expansions that were made at the time. Okay. So yeah, I don't know anything beyond that. I've only played the eight player one like a couple times because oh, yeah. I like okay. my my 
my jam is just Settlers two player. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. my that's my go to winter game. Okay. When I'm snowed in. Cool. All right. Next three. Oh no. Oh boy. <laughs> All right. So, antibiotics or probiotics? What the hell kind of question is this? Um. Both have their place and are very important. Uh, you should take probiotics after antibiotics. Um, at least two hours separate from each other because you want to make sure that... Okay, explain on that because I was not expecting that answer. Okay, um, uh, well, because antibiotics kill bacteria. They kill all bacteria. They are indiscriminate. So okay. they're killing what's making you sick and your gut is filled with good bacteria. Your intestines are filled with great good things mm-hmm. for you um that antibiotic will kill those as well as well okay so you want to take probiotics to try and help um you know repopulate keep it strong also you know um certain it allows certain overgrowth of bad bacteria that are just inherent in your gut so that's how like people end up with yeast infections and stuff after mm-hmm. antibiotics that's why we tell you like eat yogurt stuff like that okay. it's got probiotics in it so, but you want to take it like a couple hours apart, either before or after, because if you're taking them at the same time, the antibiotics are just going to kill it off. Oh, uh, yeah, that makes sense. So. All right. Both. Both. Excellent. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> I saw you. You're trying to catch me on that one. You're like, antibiotics? Well, I, and I, was, I wish I could find the meme again, but it was just a picture of, they were like holding protest signs, and one was a pill bottle, and the other one was a yogurt cup. And the pill bottle said <laughs> antibiotics, and the yogurt cup said probiotics. I mean, they're both very important, so, yeah. Just the fact that they were like meme mugging each other. <laughs> That's holding great. Holding the protest, protest signs. That's great. That's funny. All right. Fourth question. Let's bring back a medical practice from the good old days. Leeches or tapeworms? Oh, <laughs> but tapeworms I think leeches are, so are actually gross. Still... Leeches are so gross, too, though. <laughs> okay. Um. Oh, I just don't even want to. Oh, no. Actually, there are some studies that have talked about tapeworms and, and allergy relief. Really? Yes. Um, and That's bizarre, and I'm hesitant. Yeah, I oh god, I've seen you know how like you got like Vietnam vets who are like, I've seen some stuff, you right. know, like I, I've worked in areas where I've seen some stuff and still tapeworms. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, oh god, um, I don't, I would, I don't want anything have... to do with either okay. of them. Both of them freak me out, <laughs> like bad. Like I've never had a leech on me. I think I would just run screaming. Mm-hmm. Like someone would have to tackle me down to get it <laughs> off of me because I'm that type of person. I'd be like, ah. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, there are some studies. I'll see if I can get you some links to that of of um, allergies and tapeworms and things like that, and then. Uh, we're talking good old Daisy. Actually, it's really funny. I just went on vacation to Salem. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I, well, I went to. Oh no! What did something bad happen? No, 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 no. Go. go oh, go, go, oh, go. oh. So I'm um, like story time. Here we go. <laughs> well, I went to Salem on vacation for the first time recently, and um, there's this whole um, there's a house there where you can take a tour, and it's like oh, all this crazy stuff from back in the witch trial days, and there's a whole section. I was so surprised about medical practices and cannibalism and like leeches and stuff like this. And like, like eating the brains of a hanged man because he was hanged is like really good for like 
getting rid of like consumption or some B- BS like that. The, like uh, I, ha- I took pictures of it. I will send it to okay. you. It's crazy. I was like, what? So this is audio only. I am making the most amazing faces right now. <laughs> I am. I'm just imparting the crazy knowledge at this point. So it's like, yeah, I would like. Wow. That was one of the cooler things that and happened. People believe this. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, yeah, there was something about like the humors of you know like having that kind of fear in you when like from the hanging like that was the, it made it like medicinally more potent again the faces that are going on right now yeah like no one else will be able to and, see and, the, and that was the faces that I was making when I got the leeches okay. question so just to be fair <laughs> so <laughs> alright so we're just gonna go real old school what? and alright moving on so <laughs> last question question number five what is your favorite snack while gaming? Hmm. My favorite snack while gaming. Um, you got a bowl of next to you as you're doing your marathon sessions. Let's see. This I'd have to think about for a hot minute because it switches up sometimes. Honestly, this is going to make me sound like a head dietitian. I like a good beer. I like a good <laughs> beer if I'm video gaming. Um, definitely, I, I, th- I would have to say, like, if we're kicking it old school, pizza. Oh, boy. Although I will say I was vegan for a long time, so vegan pizza for a while. But, um, yeah, pizza's just where it's at. Like, pizza and video games, like, that's just, like, I feel like that's just a match, like, made in heaven. Like, you just... It pizza. is pretty glorious. Like, you order the pizza, it gets delivered to you, you just eat the pizza... Try not to get too much grease on your hands because then you can't freaking yeah. do anything on your controller. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I pizza, sometimes chocolate. It depends on what <laughs> I'm doing and, and during during the day. Actually, I have a bad morning routine where I Uh-oh. love to have a big cup of coffee and then just do a couple things in game to get my brain working for the morning and then then start my day. That's act, that's legitimately what I do wow. almost every morning because it just it gets it gets me in the mode of like I have to think I have to process I have mm-hmm. to do okay there we go so I actually like and this has less to do with the healthiness of it all mm-hmm. but trail mix ooh yeah because it's not greasy mm, that, that's the popcorn I love okay. popcorn and popcorn can be like depending on how you make it can be kind of greasy mm-hmm. like if you get like if you're doing the bag popcorn that has butter on it and the, you know the, as a dietitian pop- I should tell you to just you know sparingly <laughs> um, but you know the it's powdered just, butter that like, obviously uh, is real butter it's just like it's just like then then next thing you know you're like napkins everywhere yeah. on your pants or if you're a heathen yeah. you know you're wiping it on your pants <laughs> this is a bad scene but yeah any trail mix I, is, I yeah. like the trail mix because you get a little salty but it you, you can grab like a fistful of it and just cram it in your pie hole <laughs> See, that's it. Pro, pro tip right here. Mute your mic if you're eating while gaming. Yes. I recently had a gaming session. Some guys brought me through the Leviathan raid uh, on Destiny. Thank you so much. But for love of God, Paul, mute your <laughs> mic. Yeah. No, that's... that's I've, I've had many uh, a faux pas on Discord because of... <laughs> lack of uh, mic muting actually everyone thought that my boyfriend was a cat named Dave for a little while that's a long story we won't need to get into it but it was pretty much because I was talking to my cat and I was like what are you doing he's so cute and they were like who are you talking to and I'm like 
my cat and I thought I was muted. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. But yeah, don't chew in your mic, people. Like, just don't just, do it. Just mute it real don't quick. Don't do it. It's fine. Just come back when, once you finish whatever Everyone you're appreciates you not chewing into your mic. It's real loud. Don't do it. It's distracting. Your static right. will hate you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that is all the time we have for this episode. Time for end of show plugs. You can follow me, Anthony Rossi, on Twitter, Instagram, and PSN at Hypersyntax, H-Y-P-3-R-S-I-N-T-4-X. Or you can follow the podcast directly either on Twitter at VGXTPod or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash VideoGameCrosstalk. Uh, I've got a few blogs up there at VideoGameCrosstalk.com. I hope to have... Another one by the time this episode comes out, we'll see what happens. It's the holidays and it's busy, but you know, that's the way it is. But I do have the official.com is uh, videogamecrosstalk.com, and that's for my guest, Jess. Um, do you do much on the, the social medias? I'm not really on the blogosphere too much. Um, I am still working on getting my dietitian stuff up on the interwebs, but uh, I will say if you play Final Fantasy XIV and you happen to be on the Genova server, Come find Thiefalai Taluda and say hi. I'm real nice. Um, and also, quick thing. Ooh. I represented my server and my free company and recently beat the Trials of Bahamut in New York City. We never talked about that. Oh. Yeah, so that was what? pretty cool. I'll see if I can get you guys a picture of that. We okay. uh, There was only, I think, uh, 40% of players worldwide that actually beat it oh so, wow yeah it was, it was a puzzle room thing pretty awesome so but Very yeah nice. if you're on Genova Final Fantasy 14 find me I'm also Jess Mononoke on PS4 feel free to come find me right. I, I will kick butt in Dark Souls with you if you want <laughs> <laughs> cool and in the words of Charles Dudley Warner the excellence of a gift lies in its appropriateness rather than its value don't be inappropriate just kidding bye guys bye